know that your spiritual growth is linked to your service? That you get something out of filling a volunteer position, whether it's you know, serving in the nursery or children's ministry or sound um, or any other team in the church. You're not just doing a job or filling a slot, but you're growing when we do that. And so God uses serving to teach us something about him and about other people. And so, and even if you don't feel like, you know, you're the best person to do a particular job, or if you wonder, why am I doing this? If you want to grow, I think God's word teaches us that to get into a place of where we're serving. And so last week, we kind of presented this idea, um, thanks to Pastor Andy Stanley um, out on the East Coast, uh, um, about not being gross, and uh, not being a severed or disconnected part of the body of Christ. You each have a unique and a vital role in the ecclesia, which is the Greek word for this beautiful thing that Jesus launched and he gave his life for. And without you, we are missing something. We also talked about how the church's historic role in, in just changing culture is unprecedented. We spent a lot of time on that um, last weekend that historians and believers and non-believers alike are still trying to figure out how the church did what it did to influence and affect the culture the way it did. And it is the most massively transforming change agent in the history of the world. We talked about the word relevant even being coined by the term you know, for the church world. And so our discussion all came down to are we going to let what the experts say is already happening, the decline of the influence of the church, and some would say even the impending death of it, um, are we going to let that continue, or are we going to be the ones in a generation to pick up the torch and, can, and champion and strengthen the movement um, that Jesus birthed in our generation? It's up to us. So um, there's not only that, but I want to challenge us today that by engaging in the life of the ecclesia that we actually grow spiritually. And um, it happens when instead of just being on the receiving end and instead of simply um, going to church and, and kind of being a consumer, we engage. And so now I'm not talking to you this morning. Um, if you're a new believer or you're just walking in today, you're jumping online, um, there is absolutely a season for you um, where uh, you um, are encouraged to do just that. You sit and you consume and you grow. Um, you build relationship with Jesus and, and other followers and you follow him. And, and you do that by, by coming and being a part. Um, but, but for the rest of us, many times when, when people describe an instant in their life where God really stretched their faith, they'll talk a time when they were invited to take part in some sort of uh, ministry or program or service. And it could be through participation in a missions trip, you know, that we've got coming up, um, a service project or, or even serving in the local church. But in, in some way, they were actively involved in something bigger than themselves. If you're taking notes, that's the first um, uh, thing on your blank on your notes, the backside of your bulletins this morning. They were actively involved in something bigger than themselves. The ecclesia offers those opportunities. The church offers those opportunities. Maybe at first, you know, they were hesitant to say yes because they didn't feel adequately uh, equipped um, or it seemed like they didn't have the time to commit. Uh, but for some reason, 
Those people, they felt a nudge to accept uh, an opportunity. And they did. And not only did it affect the lives of the people that they're ministering to in the church service or the program, but their own life was changed too. And a lot of times in big ways. And so some of you might be in a tug of war um, with God over a similar decision. Maybe Holy Spirit was even nudging you um, last week. I, I love... I love hearing that uh, some of our team leaders have already began to hear from, from some of you. That's so amazing. Uh, when we started this, this discussion last week, um, urging you to take part in something and you're, and you're struggling, maybe you're struggling to, to take that commitment. And you may say that, you know, Sunday is my only day to sleep in, right? <laughs> and so jumping in and doing something here on a Sunday is out of the question. Um, you may say that your favorite show is on, happening on Wednesday night. So com- committing to serve on a Wednesday night is out too. Um, But the important thing to keep in mind is that the decision is not just about a group or ministry or even a a local church's need, because chances are as desperate as some of our our leaders may feel sometimes, they'll survive. The, The bigger issue is that you just may be missing out on something that God has in mind for you by choosing to be uninvolved. And so God might be using this opportunity to move you outside of your comfort zone and skill set to stretch and grow your faith. So I want to just take us through a quick example this morning of this that we find in scripture. And then um, what I'm most excited about this morning is you're going to have the opportunity to hear from several of our amazing team leaders here at Destiny. So One example of this is found in Matthew chapter 14, where it says, on hearing this, Jesus slipped away privately by boat to be alone. And so the news that Jesus had just heard um, was that Herod had murdered Jesus' cousin, John. And essentially, John had been preaching against Herod's improper and incestuous marriage. And he had married a woman who was both his his sister-in-law and his niece. Uh, it's confusing to me, and it, 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 I'm not going to explain it this morning. <laughs> John's outspoken disapproval of this marriage led to his arrest and his eventual beheading. And so Jesus loved John deeply, and he was grieved. So it continues, and this is what it says. But when the crowds discovered that Jesus had sailed away, they emerged from all the nearby towns and followed him on foot. And so when Jesus landed, he had a huge crowd waiting for him. Seeing so many people, his heart was deeply moved with compassion toward them. So he healed all the sick who were in the crowd. Later that afternoon, the disciples came to Jesus and they said, it's going to be dark soon and the people are hungry, but there's nothing to eat here in this desolate place. You should send the crowds away to the nearby villages to buy themselves some food. So the disciples are hungry. The people are hungry. They're out in the middle of nowhere. Basically, it is time to eat. But Jesus does something interesting here. And, and he says, that, you know, they don't need to leave, Jesus responded. You can give them something to eat. You. <laughs> you can give them something to eat. Jesus says, you know what? You're right, disciples. Everybody is getting really hungry. I have an idea. Why don't you come up with some food and feed all of us. And I love, this is the same tension that maybe we've all felt or will at some point as followers of Jesus. It's that feeling that you get when you sense that 
someone within your proximity has a need and there's something in you that begins to take notice and your heart goes out to that group or that person and as you're sensing the need, you feel this nudge, this, maybe this Holy Spirit nudge and you hear God saying, you're right, they do have a need and guess what? You're up, buddy. <laughs> you are my hands and you are my feet. You are the representation of my body on this planet Earth. You meet the need. You meet it. And so more often than not, instead of responding to that call, instead of answering that, we'll say, no, nah, I'll just pray for the right person to come along, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll, I'll pray that that need is met. I don't have what it takes. You know, one of Destiny's pastors can do that. I, I don't have the time. I don't have the skills. I'll let somebody who, who is a little bit, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more spiritual plane take care of that. The disciples were no different. They, they did the same thing. They made up excuses. Now listen to their reply. They answered, but all we, have is, all we have is five barley loaves and two fish. That's all we have, Jesus. They're saying, hey, we're not prepared. We're not equipped. We don't have the stuff to meet these people's needs. You've got the wrong guys. Jesus looks at the bread and the fish that they say that they have. He says, let me have them and pay attention to this part. Pay attention because what Jesus says to his disciples here is the same thing that he's saying to us this morning. Bring me what you have. Bring me what you have. <laughs> but we answer back to him, but Lord, I don't have enough time. And he tells us to bring him what we do have. But God, I don't have enough talent. He tells us to bring him what we do have. Uh, but what if they ask hard questions and I don't know enough about the Bible and I don't have enough experience or patience? Just bring him what you have. Bring him what you have. That's what the disciples did. That's what the disciples did. Verse 19, then he had everyone sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and he looked up into heaven, gave thanks to God and he broke the bread into pieces. He then gave it to his disciples. Now imagine that. Jesus is sitting there with this small portion of food and he breaks it into little pieces and he hands back to you what you had given to him. It appears to be only enough for you and your group that came with. So what do you do? The disciples turned around and they handed it out to the people that were in need. Once Jesus handed them the bread and the fish, they did what they knew how to do which was to serve. They did what they knew. They served people. I can, I can, I can do this part. They, they, that, that's all they could do, right? <laughs> they didn't know how to feed 5,000 people with that little bit of food, but Jesus took care of that. <laughs> they, they did know how to turn around and hand out what was in their possession. And so they did that. Here's how the Bible puts it. Jesus then gave it to the disciples who in turn gave it to the crowds, they did what they knew how to do, trusting that Jesus would do a miracle, something that only God can do. He'll do the miraculous. I'll do the possible, you, you do the impossible. I'll, I'll do the natural, you do the supernatural, Jesus. And it, you know, then that, that's what happened in the process. So what does this mean for us this morning? It means that when you feel an internal nudge, 
from Holy Spirit. When I feel an internal nudge from Holy Spirit, I've got to put my excuses aside and simply do what I know how to do. (laughs) Trusting in my Heavenly Father to do the rest. Because the tension and the anxiety that you feel is actually, it's, it's what your faith muscles getting a workout <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> there's, when there's tension, it's, it's your faith muscles getting a workout. It's your faith muscles being stretched and pumped up. It's part of the growing process, just like we experience some pain when we work out with these muscles, right? There's, there's some flex happening when we work our spiritual muscles too. And it's not so much about the need that you're meeting, although we do have needs for people to serve in the church, we do, as much as it's about your trust and your confidence in God growing you because you're stepping out in a way that you might not have done before. The story continues and it says, everyone ate until they were satisfied. For the food was multiplied in front of their eyes. They picked up the leftovers and filled up 12 baskets full. You do the math. (laughs) There were about 5,000 men who were fed in addition to many women and children. And guess what? The disciples walked away and they were not in awe of themselves. Who were they in awe of? They were giving credit to God for showing up <laughs> because, you know, they're stepping out in a way that was kind of, kind of made them a little nervous. They, they were giving all credit to God. And so do you think that Jesus, this is just a question to, to ponder, to consider. Do you think Jesus had a, a very, maybe even very specific agenda in doing that miracle? Above and beyond, you know, Jesus was looking, I believe, at more than just, you know, a crowd of hungry people. And I believe he, he wanted more than just his disciples to know how to follow directions, too. This was a lesson in trust. This was a lesson in faith, right? And, and stretching some faith muscles. And he knew that if he had his disciples trust here, then what's around the corner? Then, you know, what, they would have a better understanding and trust uh, a faith in him when it came to his death, which is right around the corner. He starts here with this faith stretcher, I believe, in order to move them onto something bigger. So look what happens next. It says, as soon as the people were fed, Jesus told his disciples to get into their boat and go to the other side of the lake where he stayed behind to, uh, while he stayed behind to dismiss the people. And after the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. And as night fell, he was there praying alone. But the disciples, who were now in the middle of the lake, ran into trouble, for their boat was tossed about by the high winds and the heavy seas. Now the disciples had been out there rowing in the storm all night, and it says at about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. And when the disciples saw him, Walking on top of the water, they were terrified and they screamed a ghost. And then Jesus said, be brave. Don't be afraid, I'm here. And this is the moment, I think, when Peter gets it. When Peter, something clicks in Peter and Peter realizes that they, you know, the followers of Jesus, his disciples, they can do anything Jesus asks of them as long as they bring to the table what they have and just trust him for the rest. 
And so Peter tests his theory. <laughs> Peter says, it says in verse 28, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. Peter knows that if he does what he knows to do, Jesus will do the rest. And so come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out of the water and he began to walk toward Jesus. This is the same thing. Think about it. This is the same thing Peter was doing when he was handing out the bread and the fish, right? He, he doesn't know how to make food appear for 5,000 people for, from five loaves and two fish, but he does know how to serve with others what he has, what's been put in his hand. And so in the boat, Peter knows how to take that first step out of the boat and he knows how to walk, but he also knows his limitations, Right, So he asks, he asks for Jesus' invitation, saying, Jesus, I'll do what I can, and I'm counting on you to do what only you can. <laughs> and so wh- what, I, what do I want us to take home today? Um, here's, here's just a simple thing. Just, just really one point I really want us to, to kind of process from this, this chunk of scripture that we're looking at today. I dare you to start praying the prayer that Peter prayed. It's actually part of, part of the, the prayer series that we went through earlier this year, but if, what if we said, Lord, please invite me out of my comfort zone? Lord, please invite me out of my comfort zone. And when you do, I will do what I can do. And God, I, I just trust you that you'll do it on you. It's going back to that prayer that we started the whole powerful prayer series with. Remember it, Lord, make me bold. Invite me out to do the things that I know I can't do myself, but I, you know, that if you have it, purpose for me, Lord, I'm gonna do it. Make me bold. Please invite me beyond the places where I would go of my own will. You know, if it were just me, I wouldn't do it. But because you're calling me, I want to do it. So here's, here's my question for us all this morning. What is stopping you from stepping out? Maybe in a certain ministry or stepping out into a certain calling you know how to see the need. Most of you know how to email or make a, a phone call to leaders. You know how to fill out a form. So why, why is it sometimes we, you know, we, we just can't rely on Jesus for the rest? And so we can come up with a, a million what ifs to keep us from stepping out. And here's what happened to Peter. It says, when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened, right? In other words, he was reminded of what he couldn't do, <laughs> He was reminded, and then, and then he started to sink, and he cried out, save me, Lord. And Jesus immediately stretched out his hand, and he lifted him up, and he said, I, you know, I think sometimes we, we put a voice on Jesus that probably isn't there. Sometimes we think that this is like an angry voice, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a God of love that we were singing about earlier. <laughs> what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? You know, you think of a, a father just trying to bring some kind of a teaching moment in the middle of something, right? In other words, Peter began looking at his inability and when he did, he doubted. And when Peter looked around and he took stock of all of his shortcomings, he began to doubt Jesus and himself. All right. Before um, I just go on and on, we've prepared a list and ushers, you can go ahead and uh, pass those out. Want to make sure uh, um, everybody gets one of these this morning. Um, of areas where you have the opportunity to, to be involved and serve right here. 
in our church family. Now, for some of you, you know, I, I understand and realize that you're serving and you're um, doing things of God above, above and beyond and outside of the church. Some of you, this might be a starting place. Um, and um, you, so you'll have areas that you can serve the ecclesia in your schools, you know, the body of Christ in your schools, in your workplaces, and in our community. We want to let you know about the places that you can serve here at Destiny. So I'm just saying, as one of the lead pastors of this church, we need you. We need you. You're an important, this is from the scripture that we read at the beginning, you're an important and a vital part of the body of Christ. And so for some of you, your season and, and maybe your calling is you know, to be on your knees, your intercessors. You're called to intercessory prayer and you pray for the church and you're faithful in doing that. Um, you are praying and you're interceding. For some of you, your pillars in this church, your seasoned leaders, maybe your hair has started to change color on your head and you've given hours into the life and even the very foundations of our church. So we are here because of you. Thank you. And now for, but for some of us, it's our time to engage, and your season is now. And even though this list may, might make some of us nervous, it's outside of your comfort zone for some of us, I wanna encourage you to push through that and try it and to take that first step out of the boat. Giving, give serving the ecclesia or the church a try and see what God does through you. And so you can see we've got um, 18 teams listed here. And I've asked our team leaders, um, those that are here this weekend, we've got a few of them that are out for the Memorial Day weekend traveling in various places, um, to come up and just give a quick commercial, a testimony, um, a, a brief insight into the ministry opportunities that we have um, on our different teams to share what each of these ministries are about. So I'm gonna grab this microphone, Matthew. And we will use this for this part of the service. All right. So first up is actually Matthew's team. <laughs> and Coy is a graduate this year. And he, is, he went out. They had a graduate breakfast this morning. And he is graduating today. So applause all around for Coy. He's our man. <laughs> and he is, he is currently leading our audio team. And... How many of you know, um, you know, just, we might as well give a, an applause to Matthew this morning as well, <laughs> that, that the audio is, you know, such a big part of the service, uh, of a church service, as much important as all of these guys up on the team, because all these guys up here on the stage wouldn't be making very much sound without the sound man. <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a spot that requires a lot of skill. Um, a good ear, and I'm, and I'm giving this commercial for Corey this morning since he can't be here this morning. Um, and uh, we, we do have a need uh, for leaders on that team. Corey is getting ready in the fall to, uh, where is he going to college? Is he, is he already, does he have a place? Well, he, but he's going to college. <laughs> yeah, so he's getting ready to, to go to another place and he's actually gonna be studying sound and media and audio which is really, 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 really cool. So he, this is something, I don't know if you guys remember, they've been around for a while. <laughs> when um, Derek and Pam's last Sunday, Pastor Derek was our previous youth pastor, and he was also over our sound team. 
And uh, he was the guy that had trained Coy up. And, and, and Coy, I just remember his words at the last service where, when Derek was here. And it, I don't know, it, it, it moved me. It was kind of funny, but he said, you know, it's gonna suck without you around, is what he said. <laughs> and, and, and he has grown into somebody that is a leader and he's been training other leaders on our soundboard. And so um, we invite you to be involved in that team. Our next team leader, I know we're starting off with a bang this morning, but uh, is our media team, if you're following along on the sheet. And Barbara um, has, is another one that has stepped up and become a strong, strong, strong leader, not only in this area, in, uh, but in several areas in our church. And um, she's... Uh, actually been involved in training these two boys, the Bender boys that are back there and serving today. And so um, the media team, Barbara's out of town this weekend for the Memorial Day. She's, she, they're visiting family and friends in Montana today. But the media team um, is a great opportunity for, um, should I say, the younger generation? <laughs> Anybody that has the giftings and abilities to work on a computer. Or if you don't, we will train you. Um, but, um, you know, what, anything that you see on the screen up there, or if you're watching online, um, there's two areas. There's the, the media that, that uh, we see on the screens in here. And then there's also the live stream component that we have, um, and both of those are areas that uh, we have need for in our media team. So um, it's a lot of fun, I think, um, and uh, you have an opportunity in Sunday mornings. Again, it's part of the worship because how many of you know it's, it's a little bit harder to worship if, if the words aren't up on, this, on, this, on the screen at the right time, right? You're like, you start singing in tongues because you don't know what they're supposed to be singing, right? And, um, and so what, what a great gift um, to have uh, people serving on that team, and we would encourage you to get involved there. Now, I had put um, photography and videography here as a team, and I should have placed this at the end as a team that we would like to see developed again. Um, you know, when you have uh, uh, leaders like uh, Derek and Pam who had a lot of giftings and abilities, <laughs> they, they left a little, some holes. And um, so they were leaders. Pam was actually a leader of our photography and videography team. And this is simply a team that we'd, we love to have. We love to have pictures and memories of the, all the things that uh, Destiny gets to do. And um, so if you love to take pictures, you have a gifting and ability to do that. If you love to capture um, things on video, um, this would be your team. And we actually need a team leader for that team. So come and see myself, Pastor Deanna, and we will uh, get you connected that way. All right. So the next team I can get um, excited about because the next team is my team. And uh, that is the uh, worship team. And um, so... You know, we have about, uh, last time I checked, about 25 different people um, serving uh, on, on the worship team, uh, vocals, instruments, um, uh, all that variety. And, um, you know, what an honor and what a privilege to just get to come, to get to come and get to worship. For those of you that are musicians and you love to... Um, you just love to play. You can use your instrument as, as an instrument of worship to lead other people into worship. And you can use your voice, uh, vocalists, um, to sing melody and to sing harmony to lead other people into worship. And, um, 
This is as much a connect group and, a, and a, a family as a lot of other groups because we get to come together before the service even begins and we start out um, our time together in a circle and pray. Um, and we have fun, we, we laugh, we cry sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, we want to include you if you have um, a gift in, in that way to play an instrument or to sing. Please come and talk with me and we will um, invite you onto the team with us. I, there, is, there is, for me, um, you know, an important part of, I think worship is a part of our DNA here at Destiny. It always has been with uh, Pastor Brent's gifting and, and his talent and his DNA. It was just kind of birthed into our, it's in our bloodstream. And uh, so we want to continue to make that a vibrant and important part of who Destiny is. And um, so I'm, I'm just saying, you know, as, as our worship pastor, we need you. We need your gifts and abilities in that way. So you can come to talk to me if that is you. All right. Well, I want to invite up, finally, we get to team number five. I want to invite up Mark Hemfeld with our altar ministry and prayer team. Would you welcome him this morning? <laughs> Margie and I uh, coordinate the uh, altar prayer team ministry. And if you're called to prayer, if you have a heart to stand alongside of someone in their time of need and uh, lift it up to heaven and uh, call upon the Holy Spirit to uh, work in their lives, to... Uh, uh, do miracles and uh, do what only he can do and uh, stand with them uh, on uh, after service. Uh, we uh, consider uh, the prayer team. And it's uh, a few minutes after uh, church, uh, maybe ever four or five or eight uh, weeks uh, not very often, not, you know, not a big burden, but uh, an opportunity to uh, just stand uh, with people and to uh, lift them up and uh, see God work. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. Would you guys give him a hand? Our, our team leaders are very important to us. And... Um, you know, we, we have so many different areas of ministry that happens both on a Sunday morning and, and during the week, and they wouldn't happen with uh, leaders scheduling our, our teams and, and caring for our teams. Um, so one thing I want to point out, too, as we're going through those teams that have asterisks that you see by the, by the team names, um, those teams are required to go through uh, something that we call their Finding Your Destiny Growth Track, um, which is basically, it's one, it's... It's more than just this, but it's, it's also our membership class. And so we want people that are doing hands-on ministry like, or platform ministry to go through um, and hear about and, and kind of sign on the dotted line that you know this destiny, the things that we teach and that we believe are something that you're okay with and that you're um, um, going forward with us in those lines. So it's a part of a process that we have to kind of set some wide parameters. And that probably makes sense. And then there's the, the entry-level teams that everybody um, has an opportunity to jump on board with too. All right, is Pastor Dai coming up? All right, Past, Pastor Jim is gonna go grab Pastor Diani. 
very quickly because she is leading her team right now. <laughs> All right. Would you give Pastor Dai a rousing applause? <laughs> there you go. I asked Jim to come and get me when it was time. Maybe he wasn't yeah. too, he was too busy stretching right. or something. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have been the children's pastor here at Destiny for 17 years. Um, <laughs> um, so I, I love it and it's a good fit and there's so many, I just, I grew up doing children's ministry. Um, I did child evangelism fellowship. I was a summer missionary. And at a young age, I started volunteering in the nursery at my little home church in Nisland, South Dakota. So um, I'd, I want to encourage people that um, we start volunteering in the nursery at age 12. But if you have a kiddo that is interested in working with children, you could volunteer with them even though they're younger. Um, and we're very flexible. Um, I'm in charge of nursery the kids' church that goes Sunday morning during the sermon time, Wednesday nights um, that we meet while youth group and um, other classes are happening, and then we do big special events. We do camp, we do VBS, we do the trunks and treats, and we love children at Destiny. We like to include them in our worship. We like to include them in our outreaches, and so if you have a heart with children, whether it be the young babies or if it's the older kids, let me know, because we can surely find a place to plug you in. Um, I have some really faithful volunteers that are transitioning out, <laughs> and so um, we're, we've got some spots that we could fill in, because we want people that love kids. If you feel like you're not, um, you haven't done 17 years of children's ministry, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I prepare lessons, you can be in the background, you can, Byron comes Wednesday nights and he helps me prepare snack. Extra eyes and ears. Um, if you just love kids and will interact with them, we need you, we want you. Um, we have a camp coming up and we even have leaders that come from different churches because they've experienced the power of camp. Um, ben and Susan Aston. Um, did camp stuff with me over the years. Now they have their own four children. Their oldest is old enough to come to camp. And so they are plugged in helping at our fundraisers and they're sending young Timothy to camp and Ben is coming with him. Um, so that is a really cool thing because it just reminds me of the body of Christ that no matter what church you attend, we love Jesus and we see the power of doing ministry with children. So whatever your schedule allows, if it's just every so often, if it's on a regular basis, if it's just a need base and I could text you or call you and say, hey, could you help me out? I'm in a pinch. Um, we do background checks. We just kind of do informal training depending on whatever area you're wanting to serve in. And I'm always open to suggestions. So if you start volunteering and you say, hey, could we change this? Could we move this? Could I do that? Please talk to me because I am open to that. So yeah, that's all about children's ministry. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's right. Um, children's ministry here is so much more than just babysitting. Um, she... Pastor Diani is, is a, the kind of pastor who equips our children to minister with the, 
the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, they receive Jesus, you know, and pray the salvation prayer. There's something, I could go on and on and on, uh, commercial for our next-gen ministries because I believe in the next generation so much. There's, there's a saying that's very true that, you know, once you get a certain age, it's, it's much harder to, you kind of got to unlearn some stuff, right? Because we think we know it all. But if you, if you can reach a generation before, uh, before you have to rescue them, it's much more efficient and effective. And, and Pastor Di and her, um, she will take you under her wing and give you those opportunities. And so I, I want to really, really encourage you, jump on board and be a part of that team. So again, thank you, Pastor Di. <laughs> All right. So next up is Royce. Come on up, Royce. Tell us about... The coffee team. I've been part of the coffee ministry for 20, for 24, 20, 20, I think how old, Des, how old Destiny, Destiny is. is. 24, 24 years. 24 years. Yes. And I've been part of it. And part of the coffee ministry is this preparing the coffee, come on Sunday mornings and make, make people feel welcome. And I just wanted to tell you, when I first started, when I first started coming to Destiny, I remember come, coming to Tana, and I says, Tana, we need coffee. We need to have coffee. <laughs> yes. She says, Royce, if that's on your heart, you start it. And I says, okay, yeah. I did it. And I can remember there was one time I, we had coffee, and one guy it was one guy that a couple, long time ago, he said it made him feel welcome. Mm. And what it's all about is making people feel welcome. And that's what it's all about. And I'm really needing volunteers. And thank you, Roger, for stepping up this morning. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> really needing volunteers. If you, if you feel the call to the coffee ministry, and the name of the coffee ministry, I felt on my heart, it's Holy Grounds. Ooh. That's what the name of the name of the coffee ministry, okay? It's Holy Grounds. <laughs> so if you feel called to come to the coffee ministry, give me a call or talk to me today. All right, Royce, thank you. Yeah. All right, next up is Linda. Would you welcome her? She's with our finance and our counter team. She's got a, a budget prepared. <laughs> <laughs> On the back of a tithe yes. envelope, of course. Um, we have two responsibilities. They both take just a matter of minutes. Uh, and, and this category should have a star beside it. In order to be involved, you do need to go through the growth track with Sean for a couple weeks. So basically, we do two things. We gather the offering as a team, and we tally the total for documentation. And the second one is we assist those who are donating on the credit cards uh, with the tablet. We just need someone that will be willing to stand there and, and assist them in giving uh, digitally. Uh, takes just a matter of five minutes. Um, this is a very important team. Uh, it takes uh, a heart that believes in the concept of giving, serving, donating. Uh, it's important to be someone that uh, understands the principles of donating 
and, and giving to destiny. So if you're interested, if that's something that God's laying on your heart, then please see me and we'll talk about it. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Linda. I want to invite Bev up to the front. If you would come and share about our greeter team, please. Sorry, I don't need to be using two microphones. <laughs> I get handed a microphone and I put it in front of my face. <laughs> would you welcome Bev? Thank you. I didn't know I was going to be up here speaking. <laughs> yeah, <sorry>. so <laughs> I would say, though, that anyone who just wants to have a really, really good time, that's the best job in church. Yeah, Anybody on. who has ever subbed for Steve and I has just loved it because you get to hug on everybody that comes through the door. Mm -hmm. So please, if anybody is interested, we'd love to have you join the team. Just talk to me after service. Awesome. Thank you. And um, our usher team, yeah, give her a hand. Yes. Our usher team, her husband Steve really has been our de facto leader for the usher team for, give, give us a good wave back there. Step out from behind the, the crowd, the, the, the wall back there. He's hiding. He likes to be back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So give Steve a hand. He, we, these guys are faithful, faithful, faithful leaders in our church. Um, and, you know, we... The thing is, you know, we haven't had anybody to schedule uh, our, our usher team, and if, if that would, if you have that ability or you have that uh, gifting, and uh, or would want to serve on that team, we would love to have you jump in and you know help people uh, as we are taking offerings past past the planners when we have those opportunities, help people find seats, those kind of things. All right. Next up, I'm going to take uh, a turn at bat again for Sandy Lofberg. Sandy and John are actually in Florida this week for the International Convention as well. Um, and they took off a little bit earlier than I did. But uh, Sandy is actually going to be leading a, a brand new team um, that was uh, being developed uh, by a leader before she had to move away. Um, down south to be closer to family, and that is our welcome uh, team. And um, what we what what we kind of define that is is our second layer after the greeters kind of welcome people at the door. If we have new families that are coming in with kids that need help with the check-in process, or to find their way to the coffee or the restrooms, or to meet the youth pastor, or you know, uh, or any anything else, um, is to, to help them with information. If they have questions, we want a, a second tier team to kind of be at our welcome center back there and um, just welcome people. Now, um, can I say, and this is to your credit, we've had so many visitors um, come through these doors and, you know, just express to Deanna and I that Destiny is a, is a welcoming church. So, you know, all of you are on the welcome team and you do a fabulous job, but if you want to be like back there physically at the door and help answer questions, help people plug in, um, connect uh, with the uh, whole child check-in process, help be there to answer questions and show people around. Um, that is what that team is. And that is like brand new um, being relaunched again with Sandy at the helm. So when she comes back uh, from conference uh, after this week, be sure you can email her or give her a text or a call at those numbers that you see there. All right, well, I wanna invite our student pastors, whoever's coming up, Ethan. Would you welcome Pastor Ethan? Goodness, good morning. 
you guys get to hear from me all the time how crazy it is and fun it is to deal with students um, and our youth, and it really is. It's awesome. Um, a lot of them are here this morning, and it, there's a lot of opportunity to help in youth ministry itself, um, whether that be through camp or on Wednesday nights or even some months we do stuff after Sundays. Um, but really the biggest thing is connecting with our youth. It doesn't have to be on Wednesday nights when they're there. You can come talk to me or come find Pastor Rachel, and if you want to take one of our kids out to coffee or go take them out to lunch and go talk with them and sit and minister, they need that. They need that discipleship in their life. Um, and me and Rachel are just, we're constantly filled with busyness in our lives that we don't have enough time in the week to be able to take all of our kids out to coffee because otherwise it would fill our week um, and we probably wouldn't even have time to do church. Um, but it's just a blessing when you get to sit down and talk to these kids and hear what they're dealing with and struggle, the struggles that they're going through and then you get to bless them and minister in their lives. That's what we need. That's what they need. Um, so if you're looking to help serve on even Wednesdays or Sundays, that's awesome. But really we need that connection, whether that be here at church or during the week and you guys taking them out. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Statistics, statistics will say that, am I, did I turn myself off? Statistics will say that, um, that a young person, a teenager needs, you know, five different adults in their lives uh, to make a, to make a, a like a, a, a really lasting impact. It's, it's an important part to, to have people that, um, who are outside of the, the, you know, the family realm to have influence in our lives in, in spiritual matters. And so you have an incredible opportunity um, to minister camps, um, all the different events that youth do that are so fun, um, have a lot of opportunities for memory making. All right. So I want to invite up Carol with our missions team this morning and whoever else you have coming up with you this morning. Would you welcome Carol? <laughs> There you go. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Come Good morning. We represent our Dis Destiny Family Missions team, and uh, we're just one facet of the body. And in some form, each of us at some time has responded to Isaiah uh, chapter 6, verse 8, which reads, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for me? And I said, Here I am, send me. And this group, and many of you have um, answered that call. So now after a long intermission, <clears throat> excuse me, we're gearing up to go. As scripture is all about our mission, our team focuses on reaching outside of the city into the world that seeks to know Christ in a more tangible way. And um, as believers, we're commissioned to do those things. So a few of our Destiny uh, Go Team members are here uh, to share their personal experience in brief, <laughs> in a brief form. <laughs> I know, Sean, we could be here hours. <laughs> Personally, 
I started out in um, involvement in missions at a very young age, but most recently I have been to Kenya twice um, and served in the Maasai bush country, um, helping to uh, fund water wells into communities. And also our Destiny family had provided $350 or 350 pairs of shoes for children in the Maasai area. Awesome. Um, I became involved with the missions team when uh, Lee Haish, who I'm sure a lot of you know, um, had shared testimony about uh, Pastor Matthew and uh, his family and the orphanage there in India. And she was looking for a team to go. And so I was on the, that first team that went with Lee and then uh, just continued to be involved in missions here at Destiny. And I just want to encourage you to take an opportunity yes. um, to go to Honduras with us. Um, it does make a difference. Those people are really, really blessed. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you think you hear a lot of, I don't know, sometimes negativity about short-term missions, but the uh, teams that go and the missions that we choose are planted there. We are supporting pastors that are already there being the hands and feet, and they just need someone else to come alongside them, especially with funds and encouragement and to know that they're not alone and they are so blessed to know that we came all the way from the United States just to help them. They say, how many airplanes did you go on? How did you do this? And you're here to see us. And they say, you are our missionaries. You, you make a difference. Yeah, that's awesome. In Revelation 9, um, this was the verse that the Lord has given me over the years, where John had a vision, and he said, I looked out and I saw a great multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language. And uh, every time I, I go on a mission trip, that's the one verse that I keep coming back to, because we're all going to be there. Uh, someday in heaven with the Lord together. I have so far with this church, I've gone to Mexico. Um, I've also go, gone to India, Nepal. Those were missions trips, Thailand and Japan. So um, with Lee, um, we went to India. Again, obviously you can tell I <laughs> went to India. When I wore this in Nepal, we went into the slums of Nepal. Um, where people were living, they had built houses out of cardboard and just pieces of wood. Sometimes they saw floating on the river. And a little boy, I don't, I don't know what it was about this particular outfit, but from the moment I arrived and we got out of the taxi to the time we left, we visited the people in their homes and then went to church that night, he followed me around the entire time. I don't know if it's the outfit or the hair, you know, not a lot of people in those areas of the country have blonde hair. But um, it was just really a very special time. It's the first time I ever saw a person with leprosy, a whole community, actually, of, of lepers. Um, and you think you're going to minister to them, and you are, but the ministry really 
is you. They will minister to you. They will hug you and love on you and just be so grateful that you're there. Well, I'll just be quick. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Romania a couple times. The first time was right after the fall of communism and then a uh, time a little later, the first time I worked in an orphanage for five weeks and the second time we um, brought over uh, seeds and distributed to uh, little villages. Um, but in just keeping it brief, it's, it was just a life-changing experience. And as Leon says, they bless you. And so um, I'm just glad to be a part of this group. And we hope to see a lot of you too. Thank you. Um, I was praying and I, I got, I was reading through the Bible and Psalms, um, I think it's 2.8, where it said, ask of me and I will give you the nations. And I couldn't mm -hmm. get past that verse. I kept going back, mm -hmm. like, ask of me, ask of me, ask of me. And I, I thought, well, that's not a suggestion. It's a command. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. And I didn't know what I was doing when I said, well, okay. I'll ask you. I don't know what I'm asking for, how, what it means, you know, but I'm going to ask you for the nations. And it was several children later and several years later that, you know, we had the opportunity to, um, my parents have a ministry, I guess it's our ministry too, um, Bible Living Ministries. We've been to India and Nepal a few times and we have, we go into the small villages and we've seen miracles, you know, we've had, you know, there's been people raised from the dead in India, all kinds of amazing things have happened. Um, but we also, like you said, you know, we, we encourage the pastors there, you know, nobody goes to the small villages, they say nobody comes here, you know, so just to have somebody there that cares is um, pretty amazing. You know, but I've been to Africa with another ministry several times, that's where the, <laughs> um, and we've, we've just gone to orphanages and helped give the workers a break and prayed for people and, and Poland and Colombia. But, um, and, and my husband was just amazing when he let me go to all these places while he was working and he stayed home with the kids. But now he's gotten to go with me too. So um, we're excited about what God has and we're praying about possibly putting together a very small team to go to India, maybe Nepal, mm -hmm. um, to do the doing what Jesus did classes. And, and um, so, anyway. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to talk. Okay. Uh, upcoming, of course, will be the Honduras mission trip, which we are um, encouraged to participate at whatever level you're comfortable with. We need prayers, planning, there'll be fundraiser. Uh, events going on, so um, we invite you to plug in. Um, lastly, um, there's a mission table back in the corner there. It's been set up some time ago, and there are sign-up sheets. So anyone that's interested in being involved at any level, please put your information on there, and we will keep you in the loop as things are happening, because they will be happening soon. Um, there's also a pictures of our Destiny-sponsored child, Negatapi is her name. She's seven years old and lives in Turkana, Africa. And our $39 contribution each month pays for her nutrition, spiritual involvement, educational involvement, and two medical involvements um, during the year. 
Also, there's a catalog that we developed here from Destiny. It's called Gifts of Hope, and it covers a variety of mission opportunities for giving and our prayerful support. Please take pictures of, of our little girl, and you're welcome to take a catalog um, to have at home. Also, the final thing is we have a box back there. It's for family fair grocery receipts. Mm -hmm. And if you would hold on to your receipts when you go shopping and put them in that box, eventually that will turn into funding for our missions group. So with that said, we, I truly believe we've all been born in the lap of luxury, and that luxury is knowing Christ. And it's our role as Christians to go into the world and share him with others. And we can sing that song, and we want you to join us at whatever level you're comfortable with. Awesome. Thank you. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there, there, is, there is hardly anything that we do, um, you know, as a church that will change and affect lives more than, um, you know, our missions team. That's, a, that's an incredible, incredible opportunity. Um, I want to welcome up um, Valerie with our outreach team. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Well, our goal as an outreach team is just to love God and love others through him. That's right. And so that's what we do. Um, we do that through either going out and feeding the homeless or doing things like Easter egg hunts in low-income communities, um, just feeding people who are hungry and just loving them in the name of Jesus. And so there's lots of different ways you can plug into the outreach team. It's a great opportunity to serve along with your children, to teach them how much God will bless them through reaching out and serving others. And um, you can be involved at whatever level you want to. We often just need somebody to show up on the day. And it was really awesome to see uh, our last outreach was taking bags of snacks to the homeless. And we had a kindergartner who came along. And she was just so excited and having so much fun. Um, so you can be involved by coming on the day of an outreach and just doing some really practical stuff. You can help with planning. If you have uh, just something on your heart that you just know God wants to do to love our community, come see me. And I would love to le just for us to come alongside you and help you accomplish that. And so um, we also need prayer warriors. Um, Gene and Lee Theory have been awesome at stepping up and just being prayer warriors for everything we do. So if you feel like you can't physically maybe go out, but you want to be involved in that way, please let us know. And so um, we would just love to hear from you. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Valerie. Yeah, the, the, the church's uh, goal and desire is to be the church outside of these doors. And so, you know, we've made it a goal to have different opportunities every single month. And Valerie's team has just, uh, just helped us make that a reality more and more and more. Um, we're so excited about um, everything that God is doing to help us be the hands and feet in this community. All right, um, our front office team is, uh, we have volunteers that staff our uh, front office uh, during the week. Uh, our office building right across the parking lot, if you haven't been over there, is open um, Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 3 o'clock. And um, 
And so if, if you um, love people, um, love to welcome people into um, the church, you'd be the, the front door kind of face of, of destiny uh, in the offices over in that building. And so I am your contact for that. Um, you would be a support to the, the, the staff and the team. Um, helping us as, uh, you know, we do the stuff that we do during the, the week um, and all the tasks that come along with that. Um, Barbara is, a, a, again, who's our media team leader, is a, a faithful volunteer um, there and, and does so much for us. And, and uh, you could uh, come in along and be a part of that team. So talk with me if you would like to do that. Uh, David, would you welcome up David Sprague with our moving team this morning? When we were going through transition, there was somebody else who needed to, there was somebody in our church who needed to move, and there was nobody to step and volunteer. And the church I grew up in, there were, basically there was like a, a person, and this is back in Grants Pass, Oregon, but there was a group that would move people in that church. And it had such an impact in that church that it began to affect the community of Grants Pass, and there were different churches that had their own teams. So my heart behind this is, here at Destiny, we're going to help move people like it says through transition, but my heart is to see that from this, we see other people or other groups in this community step up and do their own thing. Because when you're moving, it can be difficult if you're just by yourself. And a lot of people at this time are by themselves. So when we come alongside them, we're not just moving them. Like we've been talking today, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. So we treat them with respect. We treat them with love. We actually got, um, I don't remember who it was, but we moved somebody who does not go to this church. They were connected to somebody in this church. This is before COVID. And we helped to move them. And it impacted their life in such a way they knew they were loved in that moment. And they were going through some stuff. So that's my heart behind it is to really love people. It's not just we're showing up and moving somebody from one place to another. It's to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Awesome. Thank you, David. You're <laughs> All right, the, the last team is simply our connect group and classes teams. And, um, you know, if you're familiar with our, our, our small groups around here, we call them connect groups. And we have seasons, uh, uh, spring season and, a, and a, a fall season and also a summer season. They all look different. And I'm, I just simply am uh, a leader to come alongside uh, the, the team leads, the small group leaders in our, in our community. And so every uh, semester when it rolls around, we, we've got new groups that, uh, you know, we uh, ask that uh, for people to step up and lead. And um, I really believe that, you know, the, the healthy the most healthy thing that we can do as a church is to get in circles and to get to know each other's stories, um, to laugh together, to cry together, to you know do life together. And um, that it's so easy um, when we just come into a sanctuary uh, rows like this to kind of escape out the back door after the service is over. But when you get involved in a, in a smaller group community, it, uh, there's, there's a strength that happens. And that can, that can be a, you know, a breakfast that you go to at every Tuesday morning where you meet with a bunch of guys. It can uh, be, uh, you know, we, we've got such a wide variety and possibilities and you can start a group uh, based on affinity 
um, something that you love. Maybe you love to quilt. Maybe you, um, you know, you, you have affinity for hiking or going uh, outdoors, or, you know, um, or even barbecuing in the summer. That would be a great idea for a group. And so we have some parameters and, and I would lead you through that. We want to bring it, we want to come together and we want to pray for each other and, and have a spiritual element to us so we can grow spiritually too. Uh, but um, I will walk you through that process as a leader. And so if God, this is any time if you feel um, prompted to, to step up in that way, uh, find me. If you're not a member yet, go through the, the growth track and, and uh, we'll get you plugged in to start doing ministry in that way. Um, some of my favorite uh, times um, and things that happen are in the context of small group ministry. There's ministry that's, that's happening through the context of small groups that happens before sometimes the staff even knows about it sometimes because they're so connected with each other. And that's the way the church should be is just relational and uh, caring for each other. So I wanted to um, highlight all of those this morning because, you know, Sometimes, you know, you'd think, where, where is the opportunity to do so? And we have such a tremendous opportunity uh, for several different ways to plug in to ministry. And um, so I'm sorry, I apologize if it felt like a commercial, but really we're just passionate about doing what Jesus is calling us to do. And that's really the, kind of the heart and the intent behind today. So here's the question I want to leave you with, and, th- and then we'll close this morning. Um, where is God nudging you? It doesn't need to be with, you know, one of these teams, but thank you for giving us the opportunity to share this morning. But where is God nudging you to serve? Where is God nudging you to, to put your hands and your feet um, into motion in the ecclesia, whether it's, you know, in this building, um, in connection with the people um, uh, of this church or whether it's outside of these walls? What is God urging you towards right here, right now? Um, so the truth is, <laughs> a lot of us, um, you know, we, we, we have a plenty, of, plenty of excuses for why we don't do what we feel nudged to do sometimes. But let's give up on those excuses. Let's, instead of giving up on the opportunities, let's just give up the excuses this morning. Because um, there is more at stake here than just, you know, opportunities to serve. There, God wants to do something inside of you. And God wants to do something in your relationship, you know, with him. And you have a role, you have a part, you have, you're a part of the body of Christ and we need you. So don't, like we talked about last week, don't be a dismembered leg or an ear or an eye or a hand, because that's gross. So don't be gross, be engaged. And so you just need to, to throw your legs over the side of the boat and take that first step, even though you don't know how to walk on water but you do know how to take a step and trust Jesus to do what only he can do, amen? So why don't you stand with me and we'll, we'll close this morning. This is, you know, this is something that you have control over, something you know, God may even want to use to grow your faith. And so, or maybe even it's to learn new things to, to have even more impact for his kingdom. So this week, would you just be willing to do what you know how to do? And that, that might be just taking the step to, to pray. And to pray, you know, and ask, you know, Holy Spirit, would you invite me? Jesus, would you invite me to do uh, the things that you want me to do? Trusting you, Jesus, uh, trusting you, God, to do what only you can do, and I'll do what I can do. Will you respond, not, not to my prodding, not to the church's prodding, but to his? Just to, just to get involved in a way that maybe you never thought you could. If he's leading you, if he's nudging you, if he's guiding to you, if you've never stepped down that way before, I just ask you to just trust him and to take a step. 
Um, and if you do, and I, I believe Holy Spirit is doing that, he's, he's prompting some of us um, through this, I believe that you will experience God maybe in some, some brand new and exciting way that you haven't before, and maybe even be, begin to take you off into some new and exciting areas, amen? So Father God, thank you for this time this morning. Thank you for your church family um, here on this Memorial Day week. And I just ask that you would give us a courage and a boldness, Lord, to take a step. Lord, to, to take, just to do the thing that we can do, to take a step. And Lord, that we would have a faith, stretch our muscles, our spiritual muscles to do what we can do. And Lord, as we do that, you can do, go above and beyond any of that. So God, um, God we, we presented a lot of opportunities this morning, a lot of leaders who are excited about what God is doing in a lot of different areas. And man, we're, we're so thankful for each and every one of them. God, we just want to be faithful to do uh, what you've called this body to do. And so, Lord, let your ecclesia, the thing that you birthed, the thing that you gave your life for, continue to be your hands and feet right here in Rapid City and all around the world. God, we pray that in your name this morning. Amen.